You are now listening to the Photography Enthusiast Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Photography Enthusiast Podcast. As always, I am your host, Daniel Lee, or Photos by D. Lee. So today will be a bit of a shorter episode. May not be able to hear it, but I'm actually struggling to talk right now. I had some dental work done a week, just over a week ago now, but unfortunately it was quite a bad experience, which has left me in quite a bit of pain. I still can't move my jaw properly, like too much or eat properly without being in agony, which I have been most of today, been living on Nurofen pretty much. So that will limit how much I can talk. So uh, otherwise, you know, we'll cover a little bit of news. Main topic as always, which is a very short one. And then, yeah, that'll be it for this week. So as always, we'll get into some personal updates for me. I won't go on about the dental stuff again or too much, even though I would absolutely love to rant about that place that did this sort of thing to my face. But yeah, the main new news I have is my Wacom tablet has finally arrived. Now, this, you know, should be a good thing. But because of I have a lot of issues, which I'll go into next with both my PC and Photoshop and that, I've barely used it. I did use a little sort of test image that I took the other day just to try, you know, experimenting with the brush. I've barely been shooting due to like, you know, all the outside restrictions and just pretty much my face just hurting all the time. So not really wanting to do anything, um, you know, especially after work. I haven't even been exercising. So I've been getting a bit of a gut on me, but hopefully, you know, I can get back to my exercise once I'm all recovered. But pretty much the Wacom tablet, it's really strange using it. It's strange in a good way though, because you know, when I paint with the mouse, you would think because it's a DPI controlled mouse, when you put it down to very, you know, slow movement, accurate, that it would be the same as using the Wacom tablet, but it's still a very different experience. So when I use the tablet, I find it so easy to have that hand to eye coordination that you can actually draw very easily on, you know, your document and looking at the screen. It's not like something where, say, for example, you had to write a sentence in between the lines on a normal piece of paper. You know, you would generally need to look. If you didn't look, you might sway, you know, like up and down to a different direction and it won't look straight. Whereas when you do it using the Wacom tablet and looking at the screen, it just works so well. I find that when I am painting between buildings or, you know, adjusting the select my selection sort of tool using that and adjusting selection using the quick mask mode, that, you know, super, super accurate, so much easier than it was before. So I can't wait to actually, you know, take photos more, use my camera more and actually get more use out of this so I can see exactly what it can do in proper use. Now, when I was saying before about I haven't got to use that much as well because of computer issues. So if anyone does subscribe to Photoshop CC and also has an NVIDIA GPU, a graphics processing unit, I would be careful and wary of what updates you install. So not everyone's having issues, but with the recent GPU um updates from nvidia some people have reported issues and unfortunately i was one of them when i installed that it pretty much killed my system like at first it kept notifying me i need to install further updates for geforce experience that you know was no try install it nothing happened eventually geforce experience would not open at all me being me wanted to fix it so i ended up in uninstalling geforce experience uninstalling my um, nvidia drivers and then nothing would reinstall wouldn't launch that it kept saying you know uh, installers failed installers failed nothing would actually work to get these working so i managed to end up fixing that by rolling back my version of windows using you know um, a restore point once i did that um that 
kind of fixed things, but not really. GeForce experience was still broken. I ended up doing a like clean Windows, not clean Windows install, but like an upgrade install, which replaces all the Windows files, but keeps all your documents and programs. So that managed to fix everything in terms of NVIDIA. Then comes Photoshop. Photoshop updated, and now I could not create a new document. I could not save a document. Its function was very, very limited in what it could do, and I couldn't figure out how to fix it. I tried uninstalling it, you know, reinstalling it, rolling back versions. I tried resetting preferences, everything you can find online from both people and Adobe, nothing would work. What I ended up doing, especially might help someone who actually comes across this issue as well, I uninstalled it completely. And even when you uninstall it and choose not to keep preferences in that, it will still keep a lot of files left over. So what I did is I went through and deleted everything. Now, if you have your own custom actions, they should be synced to your creative cloud. So that shouldn't be an issue, but it is a good idea to actually back those up first, just in case anyway. So once I'd done all that, I, as I said, uninstalled, went through Windows, deleted every single Photoshop CC file that I could find, just to make sure it wasn't keeping any information from, you know, previous installs, which is what the issue was, I'd say. So then once that was all done, restart, obviously, then I installed the latest version, didn't work, went back one version, didn't work, went back two versions, I think it's 21 0.3 or something or 1.0 that one works perfectly for me again so i'm not having any issues with it so i'll probably wait till next month photoshop update comes out before i update again and go straight up to that one but i don't you know really want to try going to the newer ones again because i don't want to waste any more time trying to fix it so next we'll just discuss some industry news there hasn't been like a huge amount of information released but there is some the first thing would be samyang have announced their new 75mm f1.8 lens. Now this is quite a tiny lens so just to get a you know a bit of an idea I will link in the show notes to Petapixel's article about it but it's weighing just 230 grams and it has a 58mm filter thread so it's tiny. Think like um, 55mm f1.8 lens size, 35.18 lens size, smaller than the 85.18 I'd say definitely. So it's you know pretty decent in terms of size wise. If someone wants to travel, this would be like a sort of a very small and good alternative to something like the Sony 85mm f1.8. It also has a special ring, a customizable ring where you can, rather than, you know, have the ugly aperture ring on there, you can actually just customize it to that. And I believe from what I've seen in some preview videos, they're actually going to introduce the feature, you know, like Canon's RF control rings where you can customize it and choose what you want to put on that ring which is a really good thing. I don't want to see more lenses do that. The next thing is Canon have actually released more information in regards to their R5 specs. Now, I won't really go into them all because almost every single one of them is video related. So they're pretty much just saying 8K's full frame, 4K's full frame, including 120 and 60p. Um, the main thing that's sort of really for more photo related is the 5-axis in-body image stabilization does work in conjunction with optical is in both rf and ef lenses so that is like a really good thing because i know a few people were worried that it wouldn't work with ef lenses that it wouldn't be possible and you know that means they'd have forced to upgrade to rf if they wanted to make use of it but luckily that isn't the case the other important piece of information that is photography related is that it will out of those dual card slots there's going to be one cf express and one sd uhs2 card slot Although it's kind of good to have the same type of card slots, it's still, you know, really good because if, say, for example, I bought this camera, which I wouldn't be able to afford, 
I wouldn't might not want to spend the money on the CF Express card, so I still have that option of a UHS2 SD card, which you know I already own. I did read as well in some more sort of lengthy documentation rather than the press highlights. Apparently, it will actually use the same AF, um, dual pixel AF as the One DX Mark II in live view mode, which is insane because I did post on TPE quite a while ago a comparison that Jared Poland did between the One DX Mark III and the A9, and he used the One DX Mark III in live view mode to make it, you know, like a mirrorless camera. And that actually kept up with the A9 in almost every regard. You know, there was some times where the A9 did better and there's some parts where the One DX Mark III did better, but they were, I'd say they're pretty much equal in terms of performance. So the fact that the R5 has this, it is literally going to, you know, <laughs> kill everything it competes against because it cannot be touched right now, especially in terms of stuff like video. But I guess we'll find out more about it soon. The main things would be good to find out is, you know, the megapixels, which most people say is around 40 something, being that there's no crop at all in 8K. And the other thing be interesting to find out if it has continuous autofocus and exposure at that 20 frames per second. If so, it's pretty much an A9. So they could charge roughly the same price as the A9, but you've got a higher resolution sensor and RF glass is beautiful. So it would be a very compelling option for people looking to sort of go into that full frame mirrorless market and are more inclined to stick with Canon or pick up a Canon camera. Okay, so here we are already at time for our final top or the main topic of the podcast today. I'm going to probably title this, you know, the area I find I struggle with the most in photography, which would be inspiration or creativity, I'd say was the exact one. I did touch on this before kind of in my uh, previous podcast, but you know, some people may have issues with the technical side of things, exposure, you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas for me, creativity covers quite a wide area, not only coming up with something that's unique, that's not just blatantly copying someone else, but also I'd say composition is sort of creativity, comes under creativity as well, because you do have to have a good composition. And that's not, it is kind of well, not really technical because, you know, technically someone with no one no photography knowledge, doesn't know how to set, doesn't know what ISO, aperture, um, you know, shutter speed is, they could still hold a camera in auto and have beautiful composition without mastering all the other stuff. So that's why I wouldn't, I'd say it's more about creativity than it is about technical. So the thing I find interesting is, which I think most people can relate is when you first start doing photography, everything's interesting. Like I could walk, you know, 500 meters down one street, I'll probably end up with 50 photos when I first start photography. The longer you go on, like now I'll probably end up with one or zero photos because I just don't see everything as being inter as interesting. It all comes down to different factors, you know, lighting, time of day, where you are. It does make a big difference. It's, you know, sometimes it's just that new factor for everything. You know, if you're living in the same city, but then you're new to photography, everything becomes interesting again. Whereas if you're traveling, everything is new. So that sort of does help and become interesting and helps your creativity as well. You know, sometimes when I look back through some of my older pictures, I'm like, why did I find that interesting? It's not really that great. But at the same time, I miss having, you know, the ability to look at stuff and think like, oh, you know, that's interesting. This is interesting and not actually have to really overthink it or go into too much detail. I could just find, you know, something nice out of everything. I also think my composition has sort of become less interesting in all honesty. I, one thing I used to get complimented back when I first started was my composition. Who knows, maybe there was nothing else to compliment me on. So that's why I always got complimented on that. But I honestly do think, you know, 
before, you know, I would look at stuff like say someone took a photo of a building direct on, I would make sure to do it from like a, say very low down angle, slightly to the right, just do something different, make it a little more, put my spin on it, make it more interesting, which I kind of feel like I've lost that touch over the years. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't, maybe it's just me sort of overthinking it. But as you do shoot more, you do get more refined with what you like, what your style is. The more people I know, they, you know, start off like that, just shooting anything and everything as they go along. They'd end up shooting less and less and less and just get to the point where they shoot only what interests them and only their selected genres. You know, with any hobby, your interests do change over time and sometimes you can get bored of stuff easy. Like I've been shooting for nine years now, you know, even with video games that I get through periods where I can't be bothered playing and I get bored easily of it. The same with photography, I have periods where I get bored. It always used to be around the end of the year because, you know, originally games, the majority of games will come out between October to December, like the holiday season, because they can make the most of those holiday sales. So I would usually take a break for a month or two from photography then just to, you know, focus on other stuff. And by the time I get back into it, I'd be eager to go. These days, I haven't really done that. I just continuously shoot throughout the year. So maybe that does affect it. This whole coronavirus thing, I am taking a bit of a break. So I guess, you know, it's, I feel like the urge more and more to shoot. I think my issue with everything, especially in regards to photography, is balancing my time well. It's same with exercise, gaming. Like I need to actually have set times I do photography. So say like every Wednesday night for two hours, I'll do something still life. Regardless of if I have inspirational or feel the mood to do it, just force myself to do it. And maybe one day a week, go out to shoot some sunset, landscape, urban landscape, that kind of thing. It's obviously the outside part of it's not possible right now, but maybe as of second half of the year, I need to set that for myself, especially when during wintertime when sunset's early and I love going out. One thing, you know, when it terms of helping creativity is looking at photos does make you a better photographer. So what I personally always try to do is scroll through my Flickr free day, Flickr feed every day just to look at other photos inspire myself as well as looking through explore you know i don't really look at instagram much um at all i don't even really open unless someone messages me to chat but that's it otherwise i literally just use Flickr, look through everything try and get inspiration and try work from there you know in reality especially when it comes to photography life will always get in the way you'll always be have something going on like for me my dental issue if you have kids you know worrying about them or you know, they're at home with you, so you can't go out to shoot, work, stressing you out, uni, you know, everything can sort of get in the way and block your creativity. Uh, to me, you have to be in a really good mood, really happy, really sort of thinking about everything to be able to, you know, be inspired and be able to shoot. So I guess, you know, in times like this, a lot of people are not in their best mind, you know, not happy, which is understandable. So it can be hard to get uh, inspired. Once time does go past, you know, everything will get better eventually and it will come back to you. So you just got to be patient and not give up on the hobby in the meantime. Hopefully that sort of did, you know, help some people, help them look at their own photography and think, you know, where do I struggle? Is it techno? Is it creativity? What is it? But yeah, that's just pretty much what's been on my thoughts. Haven't really been writing much to do these reviews or shooting at all to be able to update my photos by Dee which I do every fortnight. So I thought, you know, might as well just say something, but Right now, my mouth is starting to ache. Well, my jaw exactly starting to ache. So I'll probably call it here. So be back again in two weeks time with the next episode. I hope you did enjoy this. And hopefully we'll have a bit more news and a bit more impressions on that tablet by then. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Photography Enthusiast podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe 
and our social links will be posted in the show notes.